Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the My Mysterious Bible Podcast. My name is Michael Norton, and I will be your host. This week, we will look at Jesus cursing the fig tree. We will begin by reading both accounts of the event, beginning with Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 through 22, and we'll be reading out of the ESV. In the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither at once? And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, Be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Now let's look at Mark, chapter 11, verses 12 through 14. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Okay, now we're going to look at a couple of different commentaries. And they're both by Craig Keener and they're both published by IVP, but they are not the same. We're going to begin with the New Testament commentary. The Power of Faith. Jerusalem was full of visitors during Passover season, perhaps as many as 500,000. And many of these visitors consequently had to lodge in the countryside. Morning may mean as early as 6 a.m. By this time of year, fig trees near the Mount of Olives would have had leaves, but only green fruit with an unpleasant taste appeared this early. Edible figs appeared around early June. Often the green fruit would fall off, leaving only leaves. The sequence of events here differs from Mark. Ancient biography was not required to be chronological. Matthew's changes in Mark's sequence would have been considered negligible. From where Jesus and his disciples were standing, the Mount of Olives, and from its slopes, perhaps the Dead Sea would be visible. Thus, Jesus' illustration would have been vivid to his disciples. Removing mountains was a figure of speech for doing those things that were virtually impossible. Here, Jesus promises that nothing would be impossible for them. The promise is reminiscent of the miraculous activity that characterize the ministries of some Old Testament prophets like Elijah and Elisha. And again, I was reading from the IVP background commentary on the New Testament. Now we're going to look at Matthew Volume 1 from the IVP New Testament commentary series. Faith to accomplish the impossible. Here Jesus provides an acted parable for his disciples, symbolizing another prophetic act of judgment. Matthew's audience are likely aware of what Mark states explicitly. It was not yet the season for figs. Mark 11.13 At Passover season in late March or early April, fig trees are often in leaf on the eastern side of the Mount of Olives. At this time of year, the trees contain only green figs. Arabs call them tash. They ripen around June, but often fall off before the time leaving only leaves on the tree. Because of their unpalatable taste, these early figs were rarely eaten. But someone too hungry to care about taste would eat them anyway, as some do today. A leafy tree lacking figs, however, 
would bear no figs at all that year. Although Matthew retains Mark's emphasis from the context judgment on the temple, compare the fruitless tree in chapter 3, verse 10, and chapter 12, 45, 44, and 45, his arrangement of the material lays primary stress on Jesus' lesson of faith. Moving mountains was a Jewish metaphor for accomplishing what was difficult or virtually impossible. Like the prophets of old, Jesus' disciples could do whatever God called them to do. Faith, of course, implies obedience to God's wishes, not simply acting on their own. Given the surrounding context of conflict, Jesus' model of faith includes facing death bravely in obedience to God's call and trusting his power over death itself. Okay, now we're going to look to the Faith Light Study Bible and what it says about Matthew 21. The fig tree is a common Old Testament metaphor for Israel, and fruitless fig trees represented judgment. The qualifiers about asking in prayer and faith places a restriction on the requests that God will grant. He will not give the disciples their every whim and desire. He will grant those things that align with his will and plan for the kingdom. Now we're going to turn to a journal article titled Lifting the Curse, Reflections on Retribution and Restoration by Gordon Lay. This article argues that the cursing of the fig tree is symbolic of Israel and the lack of fruit they were bearing as God's chosen people. In the Old Testament, the images of the withered vine and the fig tree have signaled the failure of the people to fulfill the covenant and the promise to serve their God faithfully. Jeremiah says, I will take away their harvests, declares the Lord. There will, no, there will be no grapes on the vine, there will be no figs on the tree, and their leaves will wither. Jeremiah 8.13 Later in Jeremiah, the prophet utters the dire prophecy of the Lord as follows. I will send the sword, famine, and plague against them, and I will make them like poor figs that are so bad they cannot be eaten. Jeremiah 29.17 Morna Hooker draws our attention to three more important Old Testament references in which God is shown as looking in vain for early figs, and the prophet expresses intense disappointment at the results. When I found Israel, it was like finding grapes in the desert when I saw your fathers. The article sums it up like this. In cursing the fig tree, Jesus expresses anger at Israel's failure in its devotion to God. This follows God's original curse after Adam and Eve's free will disobedience, which extends through Cain and subsequent history. Contrastingly, the Greeks attributed the curse demonstrated in their drama to supernatural forces which work retributively. Through human nature, but beyond human control, the curse can be lifted through God's grace operating. Despite the curse from Adam's time throughout Old Testament history and fulfilled in Christ's love shown and forgiveness for inbred sin through his death and resurrection, enabling humankind to abandon retribution and to experience the restoration to new life. I know that was a lot to take in, but here are the key insights that I really want to focus on for this week. Number one, removing mountains is a figure of speech for faith to do the seemingly impossible. It wasn't a literal phrase. Number two, prayers that are in alignment with God's will are the ones that will get answered. 
in his timing. Number three, the act of cursing the tree was not one of Jesus being fickle or petty or having a temper tantrum. It is a parable of the miraculous in both action and words. Number four, the fig tree is a symbol for Israel who is also not bearing fruit. It is a warning to repent that largely goes unheeded. Those are things that we could meditate on and get introspective with in our walk with God. Are we bearing the fruit that God intends for us to bear? And that concludes this week's podcast. Thank you for listening and have a blessed week.